Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Loop Scoop, Austin After Party AMA. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, uh, welcome to this week's AMA. I am joined uh, by Tom. I'm also joined by Nina here on Twitter Spaces. Uh, so we're going to have a slightly different format to what we normally do with AMAs. Uh, this week um but we we've still got the youtube recording uh and you'll be able to rewatch this um with video but also we have the twitter spaces too so we're going to run through a couple questions and then we're going to open up you know the floor for a little bit more questioning um from you guys and any questions that you guys have um we're also going to run through the exciting uh you know the exciting uh, time in austin and all the amazing things that came out of that um which was really really incredible so uh let's get into it so um, basically, uh, so tell me a little bit about, uh, Austin, Tom. So, you know, we're both in Austin. We met some, you know, some incredible people, many of who are on this space here. Um, can, give me, give us a little bit of a rundown of, of what happened in Austin. <laughs> what happens in Austin stays in Austin, I think, Simon. I don't know if we should be, uh, giving public rundowns of what happened in Austin. No, I'm only joking. Um, no, Austin was amazing yeah like I, I honestly you know never there was this it was actually a last minute decision to go and i i'm so glad i did like i think it was probably pivotal like a pivotal moment in um in the the future of loop in so many ways um and also we just had an amazing time i mean you know we've been chatting obviously to the juno people and like the orbital command crew and you know like you know people from all over cosmos the cosmos spaces guys you know we've had we've had kind of been getting to know them them virtually i guess for the last few months um since terra decided to um you know shit the bed um but basically it's just so nice meeting people in reality right like it makes so much difference um and yeah i mean you can get done in a half hour conversation in real life what can take you know, weeks or months um, over Zoom or Google Meet. Um, and just, we just had a lot of fun. Like, there's just a lot of, and actually really, really inspiring. Like, so many, like, really intelligent and emotionally intelligent people in the Cosmos ecosystem, right? Like, you know, I think in other blockchain ecosystems often, I mean, everyone's pretty smart in this space, but, you know, they're not always that emotionally kind of attuned. But I really feel like Cosmos people are just like genuinely good people who want to do cool stuff in the world and want to collaborate. And yeah, it was just really inspiring to, to meet so many amazing humans um, in, in one spot. And, you know, despite the crypto market downturn and like the chaos going on in the world it just gave me lots of hope um in the future so yeah that was it was great and we made so many great connections there as well um i mean a few kind of notable ones i guess 
um, you know, apart from getting to know everyone, but you know, from the from the loop perspective, a couple of notable ones were um, obviously meeting the Passage Three D guys. Um, they're doing some amazing like metaverse stuff um, in Cosmos, um, so we caught up with them and sort of got to check out their product. Had another demo of that today, so we'll hopefully be working with them. Uh, the secret guys, so uh, possibly we'll be doing something on secret, although we're keeping that a bit of a secret at the moment, uh, but more info coming soon about that. Um, and then we met the, the decentralized guys. So these guys are running like electronic music festivals, tokenized electronic music festivals, um, and hopefully we'll be doing something with them, uh, which is really cool, potentially even helping them to build out their NFT marketplace. Um, and of course, going um, to the—they're looking at having an electronic music festival in um, the UK next year. So that'll be super exciting to go to that, and it'll be fully tokenized. You'll need NFTs to kind of get tickets, and the, and the tickets themselves will be NFTs. And they'll have a currency, which is like the the in festival currency. So you'll need to use that at the festival. So yeah, just we like that's just a really cool way of kind of creating a micro ecosystem, I guess, or a microcosm of people using like where everyone's just using tokens and nfts for like daily daily life right so it's kind of like a, a microcosm of what we want the world to look like in a, in a few years so kind of being part of that and and um you know building out some tech for that um will, will be really useful to us and will give us like a great chance to kind of experiment with some some things we've been building um, so yeah, that was that was really exciting, and then um, yeah, look, so many things. I mean, obviously, you know, meeting the um, like the Juno crew as well, and kind of you know forming a, a deeper kind of bond with them and Cosmos Spaces crew also. Yeah, so just um, a lot of great stuff will come out of it, and I'm pretty sure that you know for months and even years to come, we're going to be working with people, working alongside people who we met and you know developed relationships with at, at that conference. Yeah, you tell me. You you were there as well. You were like a, a gun. You're like a networking machine. This guy was talking to like 50, 50 people at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've paid the price for it now. That's for sure uh, on the recovery of it. But yeah, as, as, as you said, Tom, uh, I think the really some of the most important bits were obviously the relationships that we built and the connections we've really built in Cosmos, getting out and meeting all the founders uh, of Juno and, and Cosmos as a whole, meeting all the you know the 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 guys that we've seen on Twitter, like Hutch and, you know, uh, Big Man and, and everyone that we've seen on, on, on Twitter for so long and, and finally meeting them in the flesh and be able to have conversations and, and really getting in there. Um, I think for me, one of the big things that came out of, uh, you know, from Austin and, and obviously besides from all the and all the incredible connections was really like seeing that different connection between, um, you know, obviously we, we look at the markets going, you know, crazy at the moment and, you know, there's a lot of fear and a lot of panic in, in, in from that aspect, but really getting boots on the ground with the builders and really seeing what's happening behind the scenes and talking to big VCs and all this sort of stuff and seeing that building doesn't stop, right? There, there's so much interest and there's so much exciting stuff coming and, you know, what, what happens is, you know, we build through the bear market and, and everybody's got that same mentality where everybody's focused on creating really cool protocols and really good, um, really good long-term sustainable, um, you know, products. And, you know, obviously the price of things does affect it a little bit, but we're focused on the long-term and everybody is as well. So VCs are still there. They're still funding projects. Um, you know, people are still building. 
And so it's, it's just really exciting to see all of that and to, to be a part of all that energy and, and all, the, all this stuff happening um, kind of on the floor. So um, super exciting. Uh, these events, are, are, you know, they take a lot of energy, but they're also incredible to get in there and, and to meet everyone in the flesh with a connection that you don't just get on, on online. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, speaking of which, um, I think the next Cosmos conference is in, uh, in September in Colombia around the 27th to the 29th. So uh, we'll definitely be there. Um, we're actually going to be hosting a really cool party there and we highly recommend um, that anyone who didn't come um, to Austin uh, makes their way down there at the end of September. Um, the other cool thing about Austin was just Austin itself. Like what a cool city, right? Like I, I actually don't really like the – I've never really liked the US that much. But after going to Austin, I really love it. I'm like, wow, what a great city. It's just like such a laid back, cruisy vibe. Like people are ridiculously friendly. I think I had like more intimate conversations with Uber drivers in Austin than I've ever had in my life with Uber drivers. Um, it was just like, yeah, really nice to to just, you know, hang out. And it's like a well-designed city as well. And yeah, of course, the great company, you know, made it, made it all the better. But yeah, it was definitely a nice place to visit. And so much brisket, <laughs> so much barbecue brisket. Oh man, so so much brisket. By the end, I was on my way out, leaving for the airport, and there was a brisket place. There was a barbecue place. I was like, I've got to have one more brisket, and I just I ordered and literally took two bites, and I couldn't eat it. I was like, Oh man, I've, I think I've done <laughs> I've done with barbecue brisket for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's incredible. So let's get into some of the questions, some of the updates um, for the Dex and NFT marketplace. We'll run through some questions we have from the audience for the week. And then at the end, we'll, we'll, we'll move over to Twitter and we'll just open up the floor for some questions and, and kind of dig into that. So um, just a couple. Um, so just before, you know, kind of getting in, just to announce um, both Jay and Nina are going to be at NFT New York uh, in, you know, about a week. So it's about four days now. So it's, it's coming up very soon. So if you want to connect, make sure you reach out to those guys. Uh, so they'll be kind of loops boots on the ground um, over at uh, NFT New York, which is a big, exciting event coming. Um, so. That, that's one. Uh, and next, we're going to kind of, you know, get into some questions uh, just about the DEX and the NFT marketplace. So, um, Tom, uh, when, when would we launch on Juno? Um, look, we don't want to give a specific date uh, because obviously there's quite a bit of work to do. Um, but we're sort of targeting like mid to late July, I guess, uh, f for the launch. I'd, I'd say definitely by the end of July, um, we'll, we'll have something up, probably both the DEX and the NFT marketplace. Uh, we've currently got our contracts running on the test net on Juno, so you know everything seems to be going pretty smoothly. Uh, but we really want to test everything properly, you know, um, before before we do a public launch. And look, at the moment, who wants to buy crypto anyway, right? Like, it's just not a good time. <laughs> it's not a good time to be buying. People should not be buying crypto right now. Actually, that's not true. I am buying crypto right now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not a good time. So, look, if we don't launch, you know, hopefully we'll launch, like, uh, maybe after, like, Bitcoin is completely tanked and it will just be on its way up again. So that by the time we relaunch our token, it will just have, like, this upwards trajectory <laughs> um, from, from the demand moment of its launch rather than like tanking further after a few days um so yeah like we'll probably i mean we're not going to try to time the market that's always stupid but um yeah look it's it's not about that it's much more about just making sure the tech's solid and that everything's working smoothly so maybe a better question is kind of what are the key 
what are the key steps that kind of need to be done to uh, on this move to Juno, right? From taking the DEX and NFT marketplace it was to kind of launching on Juno. That's probably a better question than when. Um, also, what are the key kind of metrics and steps that we need to kind of do uh, to get to get Loop launched? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's um, we do have to modify our smart contracts a bit. Um, there's really not too much difference um, between the Cosmosm versions on Terra and Juno, but um, there's definitely some work that has to be done there. Uh, we have to connect Kepler wallets. So obviously, before we were just connected to Terra Station. Uh, Kepler uses uh, different me mechanisms, so obviously connecting up the Kepler wallets. Um, and, yeah, you know, just getting, like, we want to do a few solid weeks of testing, I guess, um, you know, privately before everything, we even go into some sort of, like, closed beta trial and then, you know, opening it up, opening it up to the public. Yeah, so the NFT launchpad, yeah, like I said, they'll both probably launch around about the same time, I think. Amazing. And um, what tool or product are you the most excited about? Um, I'm really excited about the NFT, um, the NFT stuff. Like we've met like a lot of the kind of conversations I had in Austin with people and a lot of the partnerships were really around NFTs um, and kind of the possibilities of those. Um, I mean, I, I think they're just great for onboarding normal people, right, into crypto. Because normal people are not going to get into DeFi. Like, let's face it, most people aren't numbers people. Most people, you know, they, the most they know is they just want to put money in an account and be able to get it out again. You know, that's it. That's all they really think. Maybe they think about, okay, I want to earn a bit of interest or something. But like a lot of people are not really that kind of financially savvy. But, you know, I think um, NFTs can be, they can just be applied to anything in life. Like, you know, if you've got a cooking club, you can have NFTs as part of that. If you're into music, you know, you can have music NFTs. If you're, you know, whatever it is that you're into, you can have fractionalized real estate in NFTs. You can have, I mean, the, you know, the decentralized guys, they're running a whole like electronic music festival around NFTs. Like, can, I they're, they're so an NFT? can I have a wife yeah. Can I have an NFT Dude, I don't think any wife is going to accept you, even if she is an NFT. I think, <laughs> you know, unless you just get one specially minted, like that. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I won't. I won't uh, make the white list. I won't make the white list. No, exactly. You will definitely not make the white list. Um, so yeah, I think that's really exciting. I think the possibilities for NFTs, and especially NFTs with tokens attached. Um, I think that just opens up the design space, you know, a whole lot in terms of projects, like especially gaming projects, I guess I can see a real use case for that where they want to have both tokens and NFTs. Um, obviously things like festivals, you know, where they can have NFTs is kind of like the membership and then the tokens as a currency. You could have parties and clubs and bars, which, you know, you start integrating like NFTs and tokens into the way they operate. Um yeah, there's just like a lot of different use cases for that. DAOs, obviously, who want to have, you know, an NFT to, to get access to their metaverse room. And then, you know, at the same time, you have the tokens with which have some sort of a purpose as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that that, that is something which I feel like and we're kind of on the cutting edge of as well, right? Like there aren't really that many other people out there building this kind of like mix of DeFi and NFTs, which is what we're working on. Um, so in that sense, we're kind of, you know, it's always fun to be like pioneering and experimenting with something new and different. How about you? What are you excited, most excited about? Oh, man, so much, to be honest. Like there's a lot, there's a lot happening. 
Uh, I'm really excited to, you know, we got the chance to chat to um, to uh, Zach from IBC. I know that was a pretty uh, decent conversation around, you know, the possibilities of IBC and, and what can be done with, you know, even the, the aggregator, like the, the trading aggregator cross-chain, right? Like the ability for, for all these this, uh, upgrades that can happen to IBC and to Cosmos SDK, uh, where we can, you know, we're obviously – we're ahead of the curve, um, you know, with the, the loop aggregator and we're creating some cool stuff in advance, but this will just set us up to be in a position that's that's incredible for, for any of these upgrades of RBC to be able to just be an aggregator across every single chain. Um, I'm obviously very excited about the NFT marketplace uh, and very excited about bringing Learn to Cosmos, uh, which I'll touch on in, in soon. Um, but I think that's going to be, I think we've just got almost like this blank canvas where we've got we've got this community that, um, is super strong and we're collecting even stronger, like an even bigger community and, and, and Loop is growing as well as, uh, you know, Juno. And we're able to kind of test out these, these awesome products and really kind of, kind of bring these awesome revolutionary DeFi and, and crypto things to Cosmos. And it's going to be super exciting and, and I am super excited. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm excited for. Um, so as far as another question, the community would like to know uh, a little bit more information around uh, I, I obviously uh, you may not have like all the the details or not not uh, not able to give out too many details, but a little bit more about you know snapshots, airdrops, the migration process, anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I have some. It's not one hundred percent finalized. We have some details. Um, so we we basing a um, off two snapshots, one pre DPEG, and then one probably I think maybe about two weeks after that. Um, we'll probably be giving it the majority of the tokens to the pre-DPEG snapshot, um, so like around about 90%, and then around about 10% to the post-DPEG snapshot. Um, so that's kind of step one. Um, and, of course, anywhere that people had loop tokens, we're, we're checking all of those contracts. So if you had it, if you had tokens in, you know, um, in liquidity pools, if you had tokens in staking contracts, if you had them on Pylon or StarTerra, um, you know, anywhere that you had tokens, uh, they'll be taken into account. So don't don't worry about that. Um, as far as the migration process is concerned, um, what we're probably looking at doing is actually we're not going to airdrop everyone tokens like liquid tokens. We will airdrop a percentage of liquid tokens, a little bit what uh, Terra did uh, when they launched V2. So we'll probably launch around about 25% of the tokens as liquid tokens, and the rest will um, be airdropping them as an NFT. Uh, so you will be able to collect your NFT, uh, you'll stake your NFT, um, and that way you'll be able to collect your vested tokens. Uh, we're probably looking at over, like about a six-month vesting period for those. Um, but at the same time, if you do want to trade out of that position, you can sell your NFT. Um, that's a cool thing about these NFTs is, is you know, we'll have our marketplace and, and you'll be able to sell them. So if you do actually want to sell your tokens, you can, but... Um, if you want to stay in for the long haul, you can just stake your NFT and and um, collect your tokens that way. And you can unstake your NFT at any time. There's no bonding period or anything like that. It's literally just stake in order to collect and unstake to, to pause that kind of vesting process. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how we'll be managing it. Uh, we're probably going to increase the supply of our tokens. So uh, we had 1 billion was going to be the max supply. We're probably looking at increasing that by 10 to 20%. Uh, just to take into the f- account the fact that you know, uh, sort of everything was um, 
like we lost a lot of our treasury, uh, you know, in the crash, and therefore we have to like uh, raise more funds. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be looking at ways that we can do that, but probably increasing the token supply by ten to twenty percent. Astroport have done something similar, so I think they've set a good precedent for how that can work. Um, and then I think we'll actually be, you know, a, along with increasing it, we're actually going to decrease. I think we're going to possibly divide the token supply by ten. Um, so that will, I think our token price was, you know, trading at the end, maybe around about seven or eight cents or something like that. Um, we've decided that we'd probably like to have a higher token price, like maybe around a dollar. Um, but to do that, we need to actually divide the total number of tokens by 10. And that way we'll be also be dividing everyone's allocation by 10. Um, so, you know, if you had for every 10 tokens you had before, it means you'd be getting one. But it means the total supply of tokens will be like a hundred, maybe one hundred and ten or one hundred and twenty million, um, as opposed to one point one or one point two billion. Um, so yeah, that will just uh, mean that each token's more valuable, essentially. And we've decided we don't really need such a large, obviously a large supply in terms of quantity of tokens. Um, and we're going to be a lot more sort of strategic with our token emissions this time as well. We're going to only open up a few pools on Juno. We're not going to have like a ton of pools like we had on Terra. Uh, staking rewards are going to be quite low, like much lower. So we're going to emit less tokens through through staking. And actually, after a certain period of time, staking rewards are only going to come from revenue. So there'll be no token, there'll be no staking rewards coming from emissions, which means that uh, we'll be lowering the emissions. Uh, obviously, with the farming, we're only going to be incentivizing like maybe six or eight pools at the most. So that means that the farming emissions are going to be a lot lower. Um, all of these things are going to be very beneficial for existing token holders because it means that your tokens are not going to get diluted nearly as quickly as they were before uh, because our emissions were so high. Um, so that actually means that, that there's going to be a lot more value value in the, the current circulating supply of tokens. So even though we're kind of increasing the total number of tokens proportionate to your existing supply, um, the, the token's going to hold a lot more value over time. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of sums up our current thinking. It's Nothing's obviously set in stone. We've got a few more weeks to kind of work everything out. As far as the process is concerned, uh, the very nice guys over at Juno are building a cool like uh, Terra airdrop tool, which basically means you connect your Terra Station wallet, you'll connect your Tepler wallet, and it will kind of create a connection between your Terra address and your, your Juno address. And then we will be able to airdrop uh, to everyone's Juno address based on their, their, what their Terra address was. Um, That's so, really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Super cool. Yeah. So thanks Super to those cool. guys for doing that. Um, and that's it. I think that's about it. I'm going to, yeah, cool. So next, uh, just going to cover just a little bit of updates around Learn, actually. Um, so Learn, there were some actually really interesting uh, things that came out of Learn. Some stuff I don't necessarily want to cover yet because I don't know how much I can, but there's about some really cool connections with Cosmos guys. I've uh, been working around the scene, behind the scenes, kind of uh, getting, uh, you know, grants and funding uh, to advance Loop Learn. You know, obviously we've got some, uh, you know, grant from, from uh, you know, Juno as well uh, for Loop Learn. Uh, but obviously really like kind of working with each different ecosystem uh, kind of chain, every chain and different ecosystem projects uh, and really making, bringing Loop Learn to 
the cosmos as a whole. So, uh, you know, before it was focused on just beginner crypto and then it was focused on, you know, it was the focus on the intro to Terra. Um, but now it's really going to be about, you know, onboarding to Cosmos as a whole, um, Juno, and then, you know, reaching out to different ecosystems and, and educating across all of Cosmos, which will be really important. So we'll still be keeping the intro uh, to crypto uh, and we'll be editing that um, so that it's not Terra-centric, that's just in general. And then we'll be making it about uh, Cosmos. Uh, the awesome thing is really working to make this very community-based and, and um, very involved with the Cosmos educators and community that already exist. So really kind of, uh, you know, getting, uh, getting haters involved, helping make the content, create some really cool, uh, you know, flow for onboarding into Cosmos. And then we'll be, you know, obviously working on the original plan for Loop Learn, which is really to educate and onboard the masses into crypto, uh, whether that's, you know, complex DeFi or just basic things, buying NFTs, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, but we'll really be like working uh, on this flow and then we'll be working on, you know, the earns, the earn mechanisms and the awesome thing about uh, Cosmos is there's so much like tooling and stuff available uh, to make this this really incredible. There's a potential for, you know, education sub DAOs to all sorts of um, accesses to funding these videos uh, and, um, you know, potential earn mechanisms with NFTs and stuff like that. So I'm really excited just to bring that up and to um, really keep the vision of Loop Learn moving forward, which was never just, it was never just about Terra. That was just the vehicle that we were kind of using and that, you know, TFL obviously funded a lot of these videos originally. Um, but, you know, this is about crypto as a whole. It's about Loop. It's about Juno. It's about Cosmos um, as well. So super exciting from from that standpoint. Maybe, um, Simon, I mean, this isn't a question that's been asked, but maybe you'd like to um, tell people a little bit about the launch pad that we've been working on for, for quite a while. Um, I don't know if you want to drop a little bit of alpha here about that. Yeah, so you know we kind of been, we're working uh, less. Launchpad is 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 not um, full Loop team. It's almost uh, like a, a partnership uh, with a, a little bit of crossover with Loop. Um, basically, the whole idea was that you know with with Loop and Loop Ventures, especially you know incubating a lot of projects and bringing a lot of projects into the Loop ecosystem, it was so important to have uh, a platform in which. Um, we could, you know, have an IDEO, platform, uh, IDEO launch platform where we could launch a lot of these projects. Um, but it was also, you know, a partnership with other, some other players, so it wasn't, uh, you know, completely loop. Uh, and so what we're doing is we're actually bringing an IDEO launch pad to Cosmos. And what's interesting about this, and I know that Cosmos until now has really not had any form of IDEO launch pad. There's been, you know, there's been a couple. Uh, there's been a couple of names out there. Uh, I've heard of, you know, the store startup, but as far as, as involved IDEO platforms, it hasn't been many. And, you know, from chatting a lot of the Cosmos guys, there's a lot of real uh, interest for this in Cosmos. And uh, part of the narrative around this is, and uh, which is really important, is that for projects to thrive and to build an ecosystem, projects do need funding, right? Projects at the start of a project, you know, a lot of Cosmos projects have done really well with bootstrapping. You know, they've managed to kind of raise to do an airdrop and they've managed to kind of grow their project and, and you know, kind of grow out. But in terms of like going into a bear market, especially or, or you know, a lower market, funding is super important uh, for projects. So to build out some, you know, to build out the Cosmos ecosystem to really where it really deserves to be, it does need access to quality funding. 
And as well, we want a platform that really rewards the community for supporting these projects and really, you know, that gives benefits to, to projects that see the vision, to community that sees the vision early and is willing to get involved. So really exciting um, is, is, you know, obviously been working uh, behind the scenes on, on, on this, um, you know, launch pad and, and, you know, getting the tech ready for Juno and launching uh, this, this IDEO launch pad on Juno, uh, which a lot of people have been really excited about. And it's going to benefit the entire of Juno and the entire Cosmos. Um, a lot of other ecosystems in, in Cosmos have been kind of looking um, looking at that the IDEO launchpad as well and, and going to really leverage that for their, for their project launches. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I know a lot of the Cosmos guys and, and the Core One team are excited about uh, this IDEO launchpad, which will be kind of the first, uh, first major one, at least in, in Cosmos, in the wider Cosmos. So um, if you exclude Terra, obviously. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, I think, um, yeah, as you said, it can not just be useful for Juno, but you know, on a, on a whole range of different Cosmos chains. So anyone looking to raise funds to launch on any chain in Cosmos, or even to spin up their own Cosmos uh, SDK chain, right? This is going to provide a great pathway for that. Um, so yeah, absolutely, really. Ex- absolutely, I, I do see, and I was talking with Jake. It's quite interesting, and he says this should actually have its own chain eventually. Now, that's obviously jumping the gun and it's jumping ahead of time. But it, it, almost if you look at how the way that Stargaze kind of operates, um, you know, incub- it, it starts incubated, then it grows as a, as a DAP chain that's focused on IDEO launches. And, and I was actually chatting to a lot of VCs and, and really good VCs, actually, um, very Cosmos-centric VCs um, who are super excited about this. And, and I think this is a really important thing for Cosmos is so far there hasn't been very, that many VCs in Cosmos. There is a couple around. Um, but there's a lot that have a lot of interest in it. And I think there's kind of moving more towards the education, understanding that VCs aren't bad and that they are important to growing an ecosystem and to bringing funding, but also bringing connections and uh, marketing and stuff to the ecosystem. So for these projects, to for Cosmos to thrive, these projects need funding to hire teams, to build products, to do all this sort of stuff. And um, th- that, that does come with that territory. So I've been chatting to a lot of, you know, really good, um, you know, VCs that are very like long-term focused, a lot of them have like 10-year, you know, really long 10-year focuses around, you know, we really want to support the ecosystem and help build it. They're very interested in the launch pad. They're very interested in projects coming on and co- almost having an eye on, on quality uh, projects that are looking to build on, on Juno and Cosmos. I mean, you even look at platforms like DowDow and things like that. They're so advanced compared to the rest of crypto. And most products and protocols launching on Cosmos are found are, are so much um, more sustainable focused and focused on the tech and focused on this sort of stuff. But they do need help with marketing or they do need help with funding. They do need help with the other side of things, which some of the other crypto ecosystems are really good at, but they're not great at the tech. They're good at hype and marketing, but they're not good at the actual sustainable product building, which is what Cosmos is good at. So if we can bring in some marketing and some, you know, some, um, some names, some funds, all this sort of stuff to Cosmos, it should really help to uh, grow up the ecosystem. So I'm super excited about that. Definitely. And of course, we'll be, you know, um, we're partnering heavily with the Launchpad um, from the Loop perspective, and therefore we'll be finding all sorts of cool ways that, you know, to collaborate um, with them. We're, pro- look, you know, in talks with potentially, you know, doing airdrops of tokens who launch on the Launchpad to Loop holders. Uh, we're going to look at um, giving people their token allocations from each IDO as an NFT. So when you buy, you know, when you participate in, in an IDO on the launch pad, you'll get an NFT 
um, which has your tokens attached to it, which will then need to be staked on the Loop platform. And you can also, of course, resell it on the Loop NFT marketplace. Um, so I guess, and you know, of course, any projects that do launch on the Launchpad will be listing their tokens on the Loop Dex as well, which will you know help to um, build out the number of projects that'll that'll um, listing on the Dex. So yeah, also uh, we, we, we also have two launch tracks. Huh? Oh, sorry. I said we also got the two launch tracks, right? Because so we got the NFT Launchpad, which could be used as well for launching projects as well as the Launchpad. Exactly. Yeah. So if if a project wants to launch NFTs with tokens attached, they can do that. If they want to launch, um, you know, if they just want to do a token raise, they can do that. Um, but then we can just provide some generic NFTs, which will have the tokens attached to them. It's not necessarily an NFT collection. It's just like a hey, this NFT entitles you to two thousand whatever tokens over the next three months or six months or whatever, and. And um, they'll just be used as a way of kind of a delivery mechanism, essentially, for, for the tokens rather than a standard kind of vesting contract, which has the advantage of allowing the user to, to trade out of that position if, if they want. So, yeah, all sorts of great synergies, I guess, between Loop's existing products and, and between the launchpad. I'm, I'm also excited about – I'm interested with the um, what's kind of uh, moving forward with the community. So can you maybe give some updates on um, kind of the, the community platform? Um, I know it's, it's very tied in with Learn, but kind of what direction are we moving in with with that side of things? Yeah, look, the community platform, we're actually kind of, I guess, narrowing down its focus a little bit. Um, we're removing the uh, the Loop R token as an incentive token. Uh, we'll just be manually incentivizing people with Loop tokens to start with. Uh, lots of people are obviously trying to game the community platform and, you know, that um, it was sort of like a never-ending um, kind of a never-ending game to try to stop those people from gaming it. Uh, we were spending like way too much time and energy and dev power trying to find automated ways of stopping people gaming the system. Uh, so what we're doing now is we're just going back to like good old-fashioned, like, you know, running some sort of competitions where we'll reward people. Uh, but a lot of it will be, manu- you know, manually chosen um, ha- what content gets sort of rewarded and you know things like bount- doing things like bounties and things like that so yeah we're really kind of cutting back on the automated incentive mechanism there in fact removing that entirely um, but then on on the other side we're looking at adding a forum component to it so this will allow like a lot more participation engagement from the community if people have questions um, you know people be able to help each other if people got new projects launching like it just it will probably provide like a, a fertile ground for people to have sort of much more spontaneous and engaged kind of conversations than just the previous community platform, which was obviously just for people who wanted to write articles. So, yeah, that's where we're moving in that for, for that particular sort of part of our, our platform. So kind of like selling. Um, so I think what we'll do now is um, we'll jump off the, vi- the the recording and we'll jump onto Twitter space and we'll open up the floor to some questions. I think that's uh, – and if there's anything last that you wanted to add on the video – um, but I think uh, I think we'll move over to the Twitter and we'll continue that there and um, then we'll wrap up after some questions. So, guys, if you've got some questions on the Twitter, um, jump up as a speaker and we'll uh, we'll uh, answer your questions on there and continue the conversation there. So if you're tuning into the YouTube video, I will see you on next week's. Otherwise, uh, stick around for Twitter. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, Corey, you have been waiting patiently up here. So, yeah, how's it going? Hey Tom, I, no, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. And I, so I was in Austin as well. Consensus, Decentral, 
but I, I was trying to play under the scene as much as I could just meet people and, 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 uh, network as much as possible, but I have not heard of, so, so I'm Corey from Vidulum. Uh, we're a self custody wallet, uh, uh, non-custodial staking service we some people may have heard of us some may have not we try and fly under the radar but i'm actually most interested in learning more about loop and i and i so i apologize to some of the listeners who who already know exactly who you guys are what you do um where you're from but are, are you is loop uh cosmos sdk chain and could we list you guys on Vidulum app and help uh, expose you to our 15,000 users and, and, and get you guys, you know, writing strong. I, we're, we're very comfortable with the NFT market. We don't have an NFT marketplace yet, but that's what's coming. It's being developed by one of our devs, Zach and, and Tom, ultimately I'm here to learn more from you, Simon and, and, figure out how we can help you guys uh, with exposure to the Cosmos ecosystem, because that's what in the last six months, that's what Vidulum has done is, is trying to grow the Cosmos and of course, Osmo ecosystem. So could, could you fill me in a bit? I, I just joined recently. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll just give you like the two second rundown because I think, you know, most people here probably um, do know most of our products quite well. Um, but essentially, we're a DEX and soon to launch NFT marketplace on Terra. And now we're actually moving over to Juno. So we're not running our own chain um, at this stage, maybe, you know, sometime in the future. But uh, for the moment, we're launching on Juno, um, potentially looking at launching on other Cosmos chains as well. Um, and yeah, that's it. Feel free to definitely feel free to um, list our token as long as you guys support Juno um, tokens. Uh, that would be really cool. Absolutely, no, definitely. Juno went through a huge transition recently, and 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 handled it exceptionally well. You know, from my personal opinion, outside of Vidulum, I would say there were some challenges and the, and they did an exceptional job at being professional and their approach was very i look up to it as a smaller project so so i'm curious to learn about you guys i just i jumped on twitter just to update and scroll through my feed and i saw you guys chatting i joined in and i was listening i thought whoa okay this is another yet another project launching on top of the cosmos sdk um, and, and how can we help, you know, so that that's what Vidulum is all about is exposure for you guys, of course, for our, us as well. You know, I, I'm not going to act like it's all only about others, but we were in Austin. We were trying our best to represent and tried to meet with as many people as we possibly could, but we didn't meet with you guys. And so I, if it's okay with you, Tom, I'd like to connect offline get some more details get you guys listed on vidulum app see where it goes if there's any way we can help you know we'll be integrating key pay hardware wallets here soon and um you know we're very interested in cosmos is just different fundamentally when i when i'm talking tech wise tendermint as a as a consensus mechanism than the rest of the crypto market i i think this is the next phase in my personal opinion of of consensus and blockchain it, it previously was there's only bitcoin then there's bitcoin and ethereum then there's all of these forks of multiple multiple variations of blockchain technology and they're all competing against each other 
And then Cosmos or the Tendermint system or consensus mechanism comes out and it seems that we all work together. You know, I we don't have any competition against NFT, wallets, any of those things. We We just want to support. So we have our own token, but that's not the topic of this conversation. I could care less about that. I want to learn more about Loop. And um, if we can get you guys listed and, and get you supported, advertise what you're doing to our community through our Twitter and through our uh, non-custodial web wallet and, and other features that we offer, that was why I joined and I requested to speak. And I thank you for letting me uh, take the floor for a little while. So I'll, I'm going to touch base with you. I followed you on Twitter, obviously, and a, a couple others here. And uh, we'd love to get you guys listed. Thanks for jumping up, Corey. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Definitely hit me up in a DM and we can we can chat after this spaces. Um, is there anyone else? I see a few other familiar faces here, uh, people who we met in Austin. Uh, and, and Nina. If, if, Nina as if, well. If, uh, Nina's here as well, of course. I think she's at, a, at an event, though, so she might, um, and she's also lost her voice. Can, can uh, you so talk she, or too much tequila? Hi, guys. It's not tequila. It's a skinny margaritas. And it's a sponsor by Hot. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I couldn't participate earlier um, because I'm in a space in New York. But let me quick say something. So, first. The thing that I love the most about Austin, I think it was getting to meet even you guys. I was very surprised of how tall Tama was. And then I could feel all the vibes of Simon, which I thought that maybe he, he just took like, I don't know, a couple of uh, Red Bulls before every single meeting. And no, he's just like that every single time, which was very, very interesting to see. And then all the people that I have been talking for a long time, just getting to know each other and to build so many things together. So like we, we got together in that case with Edith that is here. Um, Will Gaines was there and we were able to talk about like the spaces. He's the host of the spaces of Cosmos in Spanish. And we were like, hey, we can do so much there. So like, I think, oh, he's there. Hi, Will. Uh, so, Really, like, there is a lot of things there that happen whenever you meet each other. And that, that was, like, why we decided at the end to say, like, hey, it, it should be fine uh, and nice to just get together in this AMA and talk a little bit about that because a lot of great ideas and projects are born in that space. Um, so, yeah. Oh, thank you also, Big Man. You were there. You were super helpful. You follow us in every single space. Um, so, like... Not even just the people from the protocols and the builders, but the community and get the feedback that they want to communicate to us and the ideas. All that is very refreshing and all that contribute to all the future that we are trying to build. So <clears throat> thank you again so much. And it was a pleasure to meet you all. And again, with Jay, we're going to be here in NFT New York. So if you're around, if you want to talk, or even if you are not here and you just want to talk or give me some suggestions or whatever, my DMs are open all the time. So please just hit us and let's go together. Amazing. Mate. <laughs> Thanks, Nina. That was that was great. And yeah, as she said, if anyone's in um, in New York uh, for NFT NYC, hit either uh, Nena up or Jay, who's also here in the chat. Um, you can see her as well. 
Um, they're both going to be there on the ground for loop um, and love to talk to you. Um, big man, Jeremy, thank you for jumping up. Um, and yeah, it was so nice to meet you also in, um, in Austin. And quickly, I'd love to hear, could you also tell the story that you told me about how you found crypto and loop? That's a very interesting story. So um, do, do share that too, because I think that was super awesome. Hey guys. Yeah, no, that, it was, uh, I'm very happy that I ended up going. I, you know, at the last minute there, I was deciding whether or not to refund tickets and get everything, you know, just uh, get all my days of leave back and whatnot. But I'm so glad that I went. And uh, it was really funny to see you, Simon, there at the, at the after party for Secret. Uh, you know, I landed just a few hours before then and was uh, already just partying. I had no no clue if I was going to see you guys there or not. I didn't intend to. I was just like, hey, let's go party. But, uh, you know, just to turn around and see you guys up there, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> people that I've been, uh, you know, looking forward to meet. For quite a while so um that was incredible meeting you guys um just really I, I you know i went just to more or less just to determine originally whether or not you guys were you know legit and you know like because uh, i've been following you for a while i was like well i am spending all this time learning about the protocol and platform and knowing the people but uh, i always feel more confident you know investing and and time and effort if i've met the person in in real life and so i but i didn't expect the results of just meeting you guys uh and and all of you uh, simon tom and nina uh incredible people you know it was, it was very very refreshing to meet people that were all just passionate about changing the world and and creating uh great things and and so that was just phenomenal uh so yeah i just wanted to kind of jump up and brag on you guys you know publicly just like absolutely legends so um thank you for that it, it was i hopefully we'll see you guys again uh sometime soon um i don't know what was going on in september i kind of missed that but i <laughs> heard something else is going on so maybe we'll see about that but, cosmoverse uh, cosmoverse in uh, oh Medellin, okay cool in Colombia. Oh, in Cosmoverse, Cosmoverse in Medellin. Yeah, definitely. You have to come. Uh, Lou posted after party. And uh, for all those who partied with us in Austin, you know that that's the one thing that we're even better at than building blockchain products. <laughs> uh, so definitely come along to that. Uh, that, that should be super cool. Um, and yeah, and I don't big know. Do, do yeah, share, yeah. share that story. Yeah. Share definitely. That story. This is Simon's like glory moment of glory. So yeah, def, <laughs> definitely, share, definitely have to share that story. It's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a brag, right? It's a bit of a plug. Not yeah, really, absolutely. It's an amazing no. story. For real. I mean, like, um, you know, so anyways, the story was, uh, you know, I had friends um, making money and originally, you know, making money in like Dogecoin and Bitcoin, you know, last few years. And that was like my first intro to crypto. But then eventually I started learning about, you know, oh, what is yield farming? Uh, I'd see that sort of stuff pop up and, and YouTube recommends. And uh, it was just a bit too complicated for me at the time. And I didn't really understand it. There wasn't anything that made it simple. So I just put it into, you know, YouTube. Uh, what is liquidity pool farming? And uh, the old school uh, loop learn video came up with Simon uh, <laughs> uh, just explaining explaining it and you get a lot of background noise and everything kind of just like very rough cut but like the best video by far that concisely and uh put together what liquidity pool farming was and i probably watched it like at least five times and i was like oh wow this is actually really interesting stuff like it was the first uh intro to what DeFi is um by far like that that 
that concept, like, you know, up until then, it was really just centralized finance uh, was my experience in in crypto and just finance in general, uh, TradFi. Uh, so it was like, wait a minute, I can use my money to make more money passively, like in a way that uh, benefits me and everyone else like that. That was like really incredible. Uh, and to do so very easily at any price point, just wow. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of my intro to to loop learn i didn't think i would end up going to texas in like a few months afterwards so <laughs> but uh it's kind of funny how time flies by they really do say that with with crypto uh you know one week feels like a year like <laughs> i don't even think it's been a month since uh terra crash but it feels like it's been like three years so <laughs> been crazy i can't Definitely. even watch those videos anyway <laughs> i can't even watch those videos I'm like, oh, I'm cringing the whole way. <laughs> no, I've watched literally every single one. And like I, you, the uh, Loop Learn ones when they were coming out, I was like flabbergasted with how good quality they were. Uh, and I was like sending them to everyone. I was sending them to my dad. I was like, look at this stuff. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so I'm definitely excited Ho for the rest. Hopefully, hopefully they didn't inspire anyone to buy Luna because that would just have been disastrous. <laughs> but, yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> Mistakes may have been made, but uh, I think at the end of the day, it was really just about the idea of DeFi being, you know, put out there. Um, that is that is the powerful vision, you know, and it really kind of like I was telling you guys when I saw you at the, uh, you know, in, in Austin, like this is the thing that has will give teeth to the vision that I've kind of had for my own personal uh, aspirations uh, with working in finance uh, and developing countries and building businesses and uh, DAOs uh, are such amazing tools to allow, you know, just small organizations to from all over the world to have influence in really uh, unique niche ways. I think it's just completely underrated what we're building right now it's it's genuinely what i believe the future will will hold for like in terms of hope you know because there's so much negative stuff going on around the world so uh i could care less about the temporary loss to be honest with you guys i know it hurts and uh, i personally wasn't you know like relative it's all relative right so uh i appreciate your guys' sacrifice and willingness to go to continue on with how hard everything's hit but you know even just speaking with nina like oh my god an amazing person uh i could have spoken with uh, <laughs> we spoke like probably like 15 20 minutes like at the at the secret party and i was like we're at the end of it we're both like i can't talk we're <laughs> just the music was so loud <laughs> but uh i wish i could have spoken with her for another hour um and uh just to see like your work ethics uh i know nina was like up to like 2 30 or something and then was like awake again at 6 30 i'm like oh my god these <laughs> people are insane so uh, but it was amazing uh yeah um i guess yeah. i guess i guess it's an ama i just wanted to ask also um i know y'all were working on quite a bit before the terror crash but i was wondering if the um the white paper was still something that we're working on uh i think it might like help people like Corey uh, as well uh definitely like we're actually um i mean instead of a white paper at the moment we have our docs like if you go to docs.loop.markets you can find almost all of the information in there including our tokenomics and everything like that so that's probably actually now the best sort of resource in terms of learning uh, we're actually just about to update all our tokenomics on there as well of course so you know keep, keep an eye out for that um, but yeah, no, I, I completely hear you, big man. And that's that's so true. Like the, the market conditions, we're not here really for the money. Like, you know, of course, everyone needs money, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to like build something better. And, you know, the more you look at the current world situation, the more you realize that 
we really need, we do need something better, right? Like governments, the current system of governance is just obviously completely fucked. Like that has, that's been proven beyond a doubt that it just doesn't work. Um, you know, governments are incapable of managing large populations. Um, and, you know, maybe DAOs will be able to. Maybe it's better to have like smaller groups of people aligned around purposes or interests um, or, you know, their local area. And then, you know, those people are sort of managing sort of things on a much more micro kind of scale rather than trying to have one person or one organization manage something on such a massive scale. Um, so I think, you know, we'll probably see DAOs start to operate, you know, more and more, or at least, I mean, you know, maybe not in their current sort of incarnation, right? Maybe in a, a slightly different way, but I definitely think it's, we're moving towards that. And then uh, from a financial perspective as well, obviously fiat currencies also fucked. Um, so, you know, it's not, it's not hard to imagine a world in the quite near future where, where they almost no longer exist or serve like a much less purpose than they currently do, given the huge, insane rate of inflation. Um, I mean, even just recently, even with this whole crypto crash, I was like, okay, is it, is it still better to have your money in US dollars or is it better to have it in Bitcoin, right? Like a bit, US dollars got a 12% inflation at the moment. So essentially, if you hold that for like 10 years, you've got like zero money left or it's almost worth almost nothing. I'm pretty sure Bitcoin is going to be worth more than nothing in 10 years. Um, so yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter what's going on, you know, around. And that was the super exciting thing about Austin and meeting all of you amazing people was just realizing that, realizing that there are a lot of passionate, intelligent, you know, emotionally attuned people, uh, building cool stuff. And, you know, that's, that's just so inspiring. Um, yeah. If anyone else wants to jump up here and say, hi, uh, see like all of you familiar faces. So. Feel free also, I just something. wanted to ask, uh, how is Simon Rami doing? Because I know he's super busy. I hope you guys have not forgotten to feed him. Because uh, he's, uh, he's, he's missing in action. Yeah, I think he went into the jungle in Queensland somewhere. If anyone knows anything about Queensland, then um, you know there's all sorts of weird stuff there. Um, including Simon Chadwick, <laughs> normally. Uh, <laughs> I'm in Mexico right now. <laughs> I'm in a different jungle. <laughs> Te terrorizing the Mexican police, apparently. No, well, they're trying to terrorize <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but yeah, Simon Rami went to a conference somewhere in or a some sort of meeting somewhere in uh, the jungles of Queensland and has not, not been seen since. Uh, hopefully he'll return. Um, all right, guys, look, if no one else has got anything to say, uh, no one wants to get up here, then we might close this spaces off. Um, we're still all a little bit hoarse from Austin. I uh, hope we'll get our voices back soon. <laughs> and yeah, thanks again, guys. Thanks for meeting you. Come, make sure you come to Cosmoverse in September. We'll definitely be there and hopefully we'll even see a few of you guys sooner than that. Legends. Um Chat to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Loop Scoop Austin After Party AMA, recorded on Thursday, June 16th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. 
And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties the sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist, they can't even say they're making say they're pennies, making pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund them. Pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth Like a rabbit dog Like a fake mate and called at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit Trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through When I'm making my music Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa, can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like. 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I son, I remember a time. Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. Time. That's the best bet. Uh, why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys, though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can't give you a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of your exit liquidity in association with we all love to hear ourselves talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate.
Sessions.